Greetings. Hi, how are you? I'm listening. Great to meet you. Ah, I've been expecting you. For the good you of all. You come get the voodoo. Uh, hey there. And you are. Light be with hey, you. Great to you meet you. You come to consult the spirits? Welcome to Orgrimmar. Have you come to serve the horde? for those of us who love World of Warcraft and love making many alts. Today is Sunday, March 1st, 2009. This is episode 104, entitled Alliance or Horde? Which side are you on? And with me right now is my Alliance correspondent, Glanther. How are you, Glanther? Hello. Um, very non-Hordish. <laughs> That's how I'm always doing, I suppose. Well, I kind of popped that uh, title off the top of my head because uh, we're going to have a split show tonight. And it might be a format that we might take up if it works out. Uh, Due to timing constrictions, Asheo, as wonderful as he is, is at the bottom of the planet. (laughs) Okay, Yeah, it's always tomorrow when it's today for brilliant and I, so it can be kind of difficult sometimes to get all of us together at the same time. Right. So whenever we are together, usually it's late, late, late at night, and uh, that can be kind of hard on, on on Glanther and sometimes on me. But I don't, I don't mind because I have a couple of days off, Sunday, Monday. But Glanther sometimes has to work the following day, so that's kind of trying. So we're recording today, tonight. With Glanther, and then in a couple of hours, I'm going to record the rest of the show with the Shayo. So we'll see how that works. And of course, Glanther brings us our uh, alliance side of World of Warcraft and alts. So, how are you doing this week? Um, I'm doing really, really great. Um, one thing that uh, I'm anxiously awaiting is in either two days, if I do nothing but the the lobby. Um, daily, uh, dailies, or one more heroic, and I will be officially exalted with all of the dungeon factions of Wrath of the Lich King. So I'd be exalted with Arjun Crusade, exalted with Wormrest Accord, exalted with Kirin Tor, um, I'm exalted with the Kaluak, and I'm halfway there with the Sons of Hodir. So once I get that final... <laughs> Once I get that final exalted, I'll be able to take off those silly tabards and and finally be able to um, wear a tabard that I mean I like. So that I have a guild tabard, I have the Sempiternal guild tabard, and I also have my explorer tabard. And I could then worry about uh, getting, you know, worry more about achievements and less about grinding rep. So that's actually so I'm excited about that. And do you get a do you get an achievement for getting all that? I think you get I think you get winds of the north. I'm pretty sure when you oh. exalt all of them, and th- that might give me a tabard too, which I will be, of course, wearing if I get it because it's been a long, strange journey to get to that. <laughs> to get to that, <laughs> um, a lot of pickup groups. Oh my gosh! Um, and another thing that I did this week, I respect Glanther to again, again but not just to like. I mean, I really respect him. I went um, very, very heavy into survival 
Oh. I've never had a survival hunter before. And I was reading on wowwiki.com, which is a fantastic resource. It that, sure is. It's my, it's my primary resource when I'm, when I'm looking at things to, things to do. I just, I just love it. Um, and I was looking up hunter builds. And, you know, I've always known that Marksman was more of a PvP build because you have aimed shot and you have silencing shot and, and arcane shot. And they're really there to kind of take down enemy players. But I was just noticing that when I was in um, instances, and when I did a couple of raids, that um, my DPS was always much lower than Beast Mastery, of course, because the Beast Mastery is the, um, the instancing build. You can pump out 3,000 DPS, uh, DPS if you're really well-geared. Um, but I, I noticed that mine was... You know, really low. My DPS was lower, not really low, but lower than everyone else. And also, though, I was noticing that a lot of my shots that I had just weren't very effective. Like having aimed shot, which basically reduces healing done to that target over a 10 second period, doesn't really do much when you're fighting a, you know, a raid boss because no one's healing them and they're not gaining any health. And so it's kind of a wasted, a wasted shot. And so, I was thinking, well, what? I should try something new and kind of spice things up. And so I went really heavy into survival. And I, so far, I really, really like it. Um, I don't use a lot of the traps. I'm not really good at trapping, even though I have um, trap mastery. But I, I added that just because I can't stand having uneven, <laughs> uneven skill talents. So I had to <laughs> find, I had a skill talent that I needed to put somewhere. And there's only one one out of one um, skill talent left, which is Trap Mastery. So hopefully when 3.1 comes out, I can play around with that. Do you have any survival hunters, um, Aprilian? No, I think my hunters are Beastmasters. Yeah, Beast, yeah Beastmasters. Yeah. Is, is, I see so many Beastmasters. And I can tell immediately that someone's a Beastmaster because they have one of the um, Devil Sore pets. Right. <laughs> and it's like the official like um, pet of the Beastmaster Hunter. Um, and one of the so, things that I really like about it is that it, it's great for raiding because you get a lot of mana regeneration and you even get like a raid-wide buff. Like if you get crit, if you crit um, a shot, then the entire raid gets a regeneration of 0.25% of their maximum mana every second for 14 seconds. So healers love you, um, you know, DPS like uh, uh, mana DPS love you, um, and it's just uh, it's just interesting to kind of play survival and play something different and and I've never had that before, so it's it really cool, a lot of fun. Cool. And uh, and then on um, Alaris, I've been doing a f- I do I do a few heroics. I find that I'm either like on the top of my game or um, slightly slower i find mostly if the if the tank is having trouble holding aggro then we're going to wipe all the time because once you know people start you know dying left and right or being hit left and right i just it's really hard for uh it's really hard for me to go and try to heal people all over the place um but i have been you know running mostly a lot of heroics and and it, I've been having a lot of fun on Alaris too. And Healbot, now that I'm using Healbot and I've kind of configured it, really is like amazing. Like it, it really, like I, I can't, now that I've been using it, I can't imagine not using it 
But I'm still, yeah, I'm still glad though that I did it the old fashioned way before because it helps make my reflexes even better when I'm looking at Heelbot. And um, apparently people, like I I rated, um, I brought down Kel'Thuzad on Alaris, um, but I didn't do the rest of Nax. Um, Basically, they, one of the healers from my guild couldn't make it and they're like, could you come heal please? And I did and and it was just the ten man, but apparently I did a really really good job, which was nice. And they're like, "Wow, I haven't seen a holy paladin target like that." And little do they know that on the other end, it was basically me and my laptop, and I was sweating as if I was in surgery, like, <laughs> looking at that little heal bot, like, "Oh my god, heal, heal, flash of light, flash of light, oh god, holy light, oh no, no, stop dying, stop dying." <laughs> So even though you made it look easy, I made it look easy, but <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> afterwards, they're like, "So are you there? Are you there, Alaris?" And meanwhile, I'm passed out, like <laughs> over in real life. Um, so one of the things that um, I've been, you know, tr- uh, uh, I, I'm in kind of missing Earth and Ring a lot. I re- I miss Earth and Ring because um, I always have trouble finding pickup groups for heroics because there's always a really low um, server population for Wormrest Accord. But when I try to go to Earthen Ring to play some of my Horde alts, it's always locked and there's always a queue. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just wish that there was like a middle ground and I want to have uh, um, a high population and that's no ever locked. <laughs> that's... <laughs> There's so much to ask to have a high population without it ever locking. Come on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, dailies, dailies, dailies. Um, I know that you've been doing the, the monocell dailies. Right. Uh, Which ones are you doing? So right now I'm going through and doing most of the Sons of Hodea ones, which are a lot of fun. And I've gotten it down, so I think I figured out that um, it's called the thrusting Hodir spear. It's the one where you can oh. like kill the the wild uh, the wild Drake, and uh, it is. I I really do. I swear. Like I, I the, if you take off all of your armor and put it in your bag, even if it's bugged and you, or even if it's not bugged and you just die, when you res, you don't have to you you don't have to take any um, repair bill. Repair bill. And it does scale. Like, I, I, you know, like I'm fighting this level 80 elite mob, you know, basically with just my tablet on, and, and, it, and it works. Like, I swear by it. So, hopefully, that they won't nerf that um, in future patches. Because it's a, it's a really fun quest, but it can be kind of annoying if you die a bunch of times, because it can be repair bills more than the actual quest reward. But I've been making about 100, um, 150 gold. Um, per day just by doing those those quests and i'm at um 447 for leather working and uh, i just have to go and get the materials for the last uh the last three points but i just uh, i don't really feel like grinding for four hours um in in, in northland looking for arctic furs and nubian chitin but mm. it looks like it's what i'm going to be doing but one thing is, what is that is nice is that if I go fishing, I've been doing a lot of fishing, and when the population of a server is really low, the one good thing about that is that the auction house you can 
rob people blind on the auction house because there's lots of level 80s that transferred. And one thing about level 80s is that they're lazy. No one wants to go and get their own material. So I went out and I fished up, um, I forget how many. It was like 20 glacial salmon. So basically you just turn on fish finding and you go up and down the stream and you, you know, it takes maybe five minutes, maybe. And I sold them for 50 gold. Wow. So I'm actually thinking about one day that I have um, some time uh, day off. I'm going to go and, and just fish up 20 of each kind of fish because you can't saturate the market either. I was doing that with um, the pygmy sucker fish, which is used for some, um, some high level and um, alchemy. But, right. you know, at first it started at like 40, 50 gold, but now it's down to like some people still want to charge 10. But you only get 10 silver if you vendor it. And so to make sure it always sells, I put it in for like two gold minimum and four gold buyout. And people look at that they're like, oh, wow, it's amazing. But then, you know, you can buy it. And in fact, there have been times when I've seen people, like some person wanted to sell 20 um, pieces of mammoth meat for like 200 gold. Yeah, wow. And I only put it up for 75. And even that I felt kind of guilty doing, even though it's sold. But um, I'm like, no, it's not, it's not worth 200 gold. And like the one thing which is, you know, important. Some people are like, well, you know, if someone will pay it, then, you know, that's what will happen. But that's what it's, yeah, that's what it's worth. That's right. what it's worth. But at the same time, I'm also kind of wary of like the market. You know, you don't want to sit there and, and, put that kind of stuff on the auction house because then people will, will look at it and they'll think, you know, gosh, not, that's not worth it. And, um, and then that particular item will get like a bad rap. I mean, I'm very, very paranoid about price gouging. Right, yeah. Because so, I think 75 gold for, for, you know, five minutes worth of, you know, grinding, you know, mammoths is pretty, is pretty good. I mean, that's like a pretty good um, amount. Um. And it's what it was the worth it to me. And if like I undercut somebody else, it makes people you know it'll bring the price down, you know, into like the normal, more normal range. If I ever needed to go and buy it, you know, because it's a it's a double edged sword. If people feel right. like it's a super high saturated market, you know, with inflated prices, if I ever needed to go and get something really basic, you know, which, which is what I was having with mithril, when people wanted 150 gold for 20 pieces of mithril, like I'm not going to pay that. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't afford that. So by, by undercutting other people, you can kind of keep that down. Of course, I'm talking to the choir here because you are the, you know, auction house master. <laughs> only on the alliance side and only on pets. But I have noticed one thing that really ticks me off, and I just want to make a word about it. Just because you can put up something one at a time <laughs> doesn't mean you have to. Sometimes when I'm looking for uh, Frostweave on the alliance auction house... And all I, you know, I want to buy 20 stacks, a stack of 20, but I want it at a decent price. Somebody has used auctioneer, you know, to go in and make 40 pieces, one piece each. <laughs> so now I'm clicking, you know, click, buy, click, buy, or buy out. That's kind yeah. of annoying. I, I, I like auctionator. Um, I've been using auctionator. It, it does exactly what I needed to do, and it gives me roughly 10% as my undercutting that I do. Uh, But then sometimes I'll go in and out and I'll bring it down. Cause I like to have nice round numbers too. 
and 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 in my server, you know, there's still like a lot of there's still a lot of um, you know, because not a huge population. If I get some greens, if I look at the green, it's tough sometimes to decide whether I should vendor trash it or if I should right. if I should try to auction it. And if it looks like something that like I would I would would have worn, then I'll try to like auction house it. Now, do you have any? Um, you don't have a enchanter, do you? No, I don't have any enchanters. Mm. But even if I did, like, it'd be so difficult to level it up. I don't have the coal to level it up to enough to disenchant Northrend items. Right. You have to be above 400, but, like, you try going from 1 to 400 on, like, a low population server where the auction house is being, you know, um, price gouged. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm not the Bill Gates of World of Warcraft. I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. Um, but, like, besides... besides um, from that, I'm actually looking forward to the next um, world event. Like, I'm looking forward to the next um, holiday because I'm going to start doing those achievements on Glanther. I've decided that. That's my, that's my resolution is I'm going to start doing all the achievements because it sounds like you and Asheo have so much fun and I don't really do them, and it's a shame. So I'm going to start doing them. Yeah, but I think as long as you try to think of them as fun, that it's, you know, you'll enjoy it. Oh, I've... I've I, I've always thought of them as like kind of kind of fun, except that um, I, I, I always had heroics and rep, and there's always other things to do. Yeah, just don't get too serious about them. I I don't know. I've gotten kind of jaded with some of the. I don't want to say whining, but I guess that's the only word you can use for some people. You know, I'm I'm sure you heard about. Well, Ashea was talking about it. Uh, the candy thing, mm-hmm. which I'm so glad he did get those last pieces of candy because it would have been really, you know, sad if he hadn't. But the thing that gets me is sometimes you don't get it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, achievements are not guaranteed. Right. And and some people are acting like they should be. And if if I if every single person can't get it, it just... I don't know. It just reminds me of uh, I forget what sh- what science fiction show it was, but it was like one of those. Um, I want to say. Well, anyways, there was a thing where there were any ballet dancer that was really good had to wear like a chain around her. If anybody can remember what movie this was, or what maybe it might have even been a short story, but just to make everything even. <laughs> they made it more difficult for anyone who could do things easily. And I think it's nice that some people, and me included, are not going to get this proto-Drake. And I think that when it does come out a year from the time the achievements were launched, and the the people that did persevere and got everything and got the proto-Drake, then it'll be an accomplishment for them. And I think that if everybody that tried got it, it would take away from it. Exactly. And, I mean, there have been, um, like, in the heroics and the raids and stuff like that, I always look at achievements as something that's just, like, kind of neat and be like, oh, that's, you know, I don't try to go in. And oftentimes, if, if once you start doing heroics and you'll get, you'll get there sooner than you think, um, people will come in and before a fight, they'll sit there and they'll say, you know, should we do the heroic and... And um, and should we do the um, achievement? And some of the achievements are like just really like random, and it's almost like they're designed to if like be accidental. And I think they're more fun if they're accidental. 
That's right, how it instead of, you. yeah. As opposed yeah. to no one heal the healer for five seconds after they get encased in a block of ice. Otherwise, you won't get the achievement. And if you, like, mm-hmm. heal them. Accidentally. Yeah, then yeah. they're like, oh, we lost the achievement. I'm like, no, um, I kept the group from wiping. Like, I'd rather, like, go through the instance and not die than to keep trying for this achievement, which doesn't really do anything. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So what else have you been doing? So um, besides from kind of playing the, playing the auction house and, and, you know, fishing, um, I've been doing a lot of um doing a lot of research into like 3.1 and kind of kind of looking to see you know what what will change in 3.1 and there's actually not that much for alaris though i'm i'm actually kind of terrified about dual spec you've heard about the dual spec right yeah yeah because basically every paladin in the world will be now expected to be either a healer or a tank Right, and there's no excuse. And there's no excuse. Like, what do you, what do you mean? You haven't dual spec to be a tank? But the thing is that I've realized playing a healer and kind of, and, you know, when the healer and the tank are working together, you realize a couple of things. Number one, being a healer is hard. You could be a healer, doesn't make you a good healer. And then number two, being a tank is hard. <laughs> you can be a tank, doesn't make you a good tank. Because DPS, basically, you know, they're all like, they just point and shoot. It's what they, I mean, you can have bad DPS too, but I mean, the whole group kind of revolves around um, the tank and the healer and then combined DPS. You know, if you have one DPS which is lacking, sometimes the two other DPS can kind of compensate a little bit for that. But really, if your tank is not good, everyone is totally screwed. And the same with the healer. If the healer is not good, everyone is totally screwed. Um, And... To have people now expect that somebody, if they're a paladin, that they're going to be a good tank and a good healer, I mean, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of wipes. Mm. I feel like the, I don't know, the dual spec for, dual spec for, um, like, hunters, then I could have, like, a marksmanship when I PvP, and I can have a survival when I'm raiding. You know, like, that actually makes a little bit more sense. The same way that um, you can have you know, a priest that is, you know, shadow priest for damage and then like a holy priest for healing. But um, at least that way they're only doing like one kind of crux thing. Like only they have to be a good healer and then they have to be just good enough at DPS, you know? Right. Because tanking is like a, it's almost like a separate specialty. Yeah. It's like, you know, you have to, you have, because people know bad healers when they see them. People know bad tanks when they see them. So to be a good tank and a good healer is going to be really tough. Um, and I've also was looking into some of the things that are going to be new with, of course, with hunters. And there's a new, um, there's a new shot coming out called Black Arrow, which looks interesting. Mm. Basically, you shoot it and it does uh, shadow damage over a period of time. So it's kind of like Serpent Sting, in a sense. Right, but a lot of the survival uh, survival talents, um, if you use, um, there's a there's a um, if you use explosive shot, which takes the place of arcane shot, so it's basically like you launch little TNT um, grenades. There's also um, 
a lot of skills based around Serpent Sting. Like if you have Serpent Sting, then you can proc this special ability called Lock and Load. If you have Serpent Sting, you can um, increase, you know, it's um, like damage. Um, anything that's affected by Serpent Sting, you can um, increases your damage by 3% if you fire upon it. But they're replacing those special abilities with this new Black Arrow. So I'm interested to see how this black arrow will work. Uh, you know what I'm dying to I'm dying for <laughs> the uh, ammo thing. Oh yes, I thought that they're getting rid of ammo, but then the notes say that you can now hold a thousand. Right. So, oh, I think it, I think then you have to repair it or restock it, or maybe it's just one thing. Instead of having, you know, a bunch of slots. I, my impression was that it was like the throwing items. So how do, we, how do you, you repair? Like, the throwing items, you repair and it replenishes them? I, that, that was my impression. I could be wrong. I, I have never done a thrown item before. I have no idea how they work. Yeah. So do you, like, when you throw them, do you have to go and, and just repair them and it replenishes it? Or how does that work? I'm not sure, but uh, we'll find out. And before you know, three point one is out. We'll uh, we'll get into that. Because <laughs> it's like I, I'm so bad. Like there's so many classes out there. I have not a clue. Like uh, shamans, not mm-hmm. a clue. I see them pointing mm-hmm. out all the totems, and I'm like, oh, pretty. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, look at that! I finally go and like just kick it. You know what I mean? But I like it looks so crazy because like the, the <laughs> they're very busy little people those shamans throwing it because like you you get ready to do a fight and all of a sudden you hear like clink clink the clink the clink the clink and they're all going down and it's almost kind of absurd if you think about it because imagine if this is all like in real life some person's like hold on let me put my sticks in the ground ding 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 and you're like okay <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's very neat very uh, Wiccan yeah kinda. yeah yeah so, and then um, I'm trying to think what other good, interesting, like little cool stories or anything like that. No, not that's about it. I think for like for for, for this, your week for my week, a lot of a lot of research. Sangfari, poor Sangfari, my little Death Knight tank. He's been level sixty now for weeks, and he's just kind of sitting in Stormwind now. He was sitting in um. Uh, Hellfire Peninsula, but now he's in Stormwind and he doesn't do anything. He's not a bank all or a auction all, at least. But um, I'm just kind of sitting him around. Uh, he's just sitting, waiting to, you know, rainy day kind of all. Mm. Yeah, I know the feeling. It's kind of hard to get everyone up and out the door, you know, going. Yeah. <laughs> and you just start saying, like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. And you start having to. On your commute home, you sit there and think, oh, who am I going to do that with? Hmm. And then there's always one alt who doesn't quite make the cut. Yeah. Well, I'm finding that since I'm, I don't have the R for a friend, it's very hard for me to get some of my lower levels out. Because I can't summon anymore. I miss summoning. Oh, like, I, I don't know if I could do, like, a from scratch again. I, I I, maybe I could, but it would ha- I'd have to do a, a horde. So I might have to go back to Palinor or do another horde from scratch because it has to be like completely new, like right. I've never done it before. 
Because if I if I try to kill Hogger one more time, I I um, I'll go insane. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with like the starting alliance areas. <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to go into what I've been doing this yes, week? Yes, please. All right. <clears throat> well, my goal this week was actually to try to get the uh, Death Knights. I have the two level Death Knights that uh, dinged 67. And Auric, my hunter, Torrin Hunter, they all dinged 67 last week. And so I was going to run them around Netherstorm. Because they could now get quests there at 67. But then I <laughs> realized that, uh, you know, Aprilian was up on making cloth for Northrend. You know, and I've def- definitely been abandoning her as far as Northrend and all the stuff that she should be doing at level 71. She did go, and I don't know if you remember, but a few, <laughs> seems like months ago, she did go to uh, Howling Ford and ran those quests and, and, you know, got pretty far and got to 70 and then went back to Outland to fly. But, you know, now I really want a quad box. I know it's crazy, but I really do. I would if I could, but I can't. So, I mean, you have four (laughs) accounts, use them, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes. It just, it's like this big army that just rolls across Azeroth because, you know, you got your herbalist, you got your skinner, you got your miner, you got, you know, everything you need. So it's like, you know, your own little army. But, um, so I've been abandoning her, and I did finally get her to do, she she had gotten the, all the Northrend cool-down cloths, but she never went out to, to um, do them. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, she should be doing them because they cool down every four days, and she should make use of that time. And, and so I got the mats, which are really cheap on the Alliance Auction House, except for Eternal Fire. But it was uh, really easy for her to get that and and for me to get that and transfer it over. But the hardest part was finding all the little places in Dragon Blight to make. You know, I thought it was hard getting the Netherstorm and getting to a moon well (laughs) and getting the valley. uh, Was that Shadow Moon Valley? But uh, these places are like tucked away. Uh, But she managed to do that. And um, then she got back to the trainer. And realized that level 420, she had a whole bunch of stuff to train. And she spent over $150 in gold to train through a whole bunch of things, which is always exciting. You know, when you're at the trainer and you're doing ding, 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 even if you're just learning dinky stuff, it's still exciting. No, it was cool when I respect um, Glanther because I was like, ooh, Wyvern Sting. It's been sitting there staring me down now for how many years? And I'm like, oh, maybe someday I'll use it. And now I have it, you know? And it was so cool <laughs> to be like, ding, ding, ding. Like just buy all seven or all four versions of it. It was cool. Yeah. And uh, the one thing that she has been consistently doing all along was making Frostweave bags because it seems like that stays gold or orange or whatever that is in tailoring for a long time. And, of course, it, they're very handy to have. <laughs> so, every soon as uh, my alliance all has enough money to buy Frostweave and Infinite Dust, she buys it and sends it to Aprilian and she makes the bag. So, Aprilian, I mean, April and Elite, the Dark Knight, Death Knight twins, <laughs> I'm going to stop calling them that, 
and Oric ran around Blades Mountain, and they did all that stuff, and then they went to Netherstorm. I'm reading from the show notes, obviously. Then Wednesday morning, I ran around with uh, Tia, my she's my mage, that I finally got to 40, and it's great because now she can port herself to under... She's the one that... She's also my auction house horde character. So she mostly... She's hearthed in Booty Bay, and she... You know, runs around and, and then comes back to Booty Bay and sells everything to my Alliance character who stands in Booty Bay. But she's great because uh, she's a mage. <laughs> and I tell you, if you're going to do this, you need a mage. She can port herself to Undercity she can, and get cockroaches. Then she ports herself to Thunder Bluff and gets the prairie dogs. Then she ports herself to Ogremar and tracks down that snake guy. And then... She sends money to another aunt that's in Eversong Woods to send the dragon hawk hatchlings. And she's, we just loaded up. And it's funny because this was Wednesday when I did this. Do you know I'm almost out? And if I filled up the bank on the Alliance side, that's 96 slots, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she filled up 96 slots with you know passing it over to the alliance guy and then he puts it in the uh in the vault for the my alliance guild and then my alliance tune on in stormwind sells it and we went through them like crazy and then i discovered you know i've been getting all this never netherweed now you know and it, i laugh because i remember when before i got to outland proper with Aprilian when I was like out in um, when I was like in Hellfire Peninsula and I had the rest of my tunes running around in Azeroth uh, one of my guildmates kept sending me a bunch of netherweave and I was wondering what the heck how is she getting so much netherweave well now that I have tunes out in in Outland and you know Netherstorm I'm getting netherweave like crazy and I've been like sending them to my bank aunt and my bank aunt was like what am I going to do with all this you know you're going it's not really that good of a seller on the AH so finally I sent them to Aprilian and for some reason she had forgotten that to make netherweave bags which is a 16 slot they're B-O- B-O-E, but they're 16 slots. I, I had been crazy about moon cloth bags. I love moon cloth bags because they're, even though they're just 14 slots. They sell pretty well, I'm pretty sure. Well, no. If I put them on an alt and I decide not to use it, then I can send it to another alt without, you know, if I decide to destroy an alt or delete an alt, I don't have to worry about losing the bag. But I was getting, I realized this is crazy. I can just give everybody these 16 slots netherweave bags because they're like, they're easy to make. All she needed was the netherweave cloth, which she was getting so much of, and rune thread. <laughs> so Aprilian went crazy making netherweave and mooncloth bags. Uh, she realized that the moon cloth wasn't that hard to make either it's like one moon cloth which she she had a whole bunch of fell cloth and like four rune cloth so anyways that was kind of a fun little side thing making all these bags and then distributing them to all her alts and bank alts and all of a sudden bam she's got more room <laughs> I've, I've got more room <laughs> in all my alts so it was great then <laughs> I decided, oh, I know what it was. Um, Elite, 
got the um Elite no April is my uh, jewel crafter. And she got the daily from jewel craft daily in Dalaran. And she's only sixty seven. I mean I, I had never even thought about doing dailies on, on these characters when I you know, because they're only sixty seven. I thought you had to be seventy something to be in in out there in Northrend and You have to be above four hundred, isn't that what the thing is? Right. That's all oh. it is. She had to get her once she got her jewel crafting above four hundred, that little guy in Delaran and, and get to Delaran, that's the other thing. You gotta be above four hundred and get to Delaran. Once she get the guy, the little thing popped up. And it said that she needed this scourge, scourge, uh, curio, which dropped off of people in Dragonblight and um somewhere you know around Dalaran and in different places in Northrend. So I sent Aprilian out to try to get some, but it turns out that you only get it, of course, when you have the quest. And Aprilian's not a jewel craft, and I don't think I think it's probably soul bound. So I jumped in and I took my quad to Northrend and I had a blast. <laughs> 367's an Aprilian who's 71, almost 72 can function in Northrend. <laughs> Ooh. It was, I know it was crazy. Of course it helps that two of the 67's are death knights and everybody has a pet because they're unholy. So they all have um, the ghoul, which is always, you know, helpful. So, um, April was able to get out to Dragon with with Aprilian to get out to Dragon Blight and get that curio and do the jewel crafting daily and buy a pattern. Uh, and then she also made a bunch of necklaces uh, using uh, the you know, getting stuff from my Alley Alt. And she sent that to Pramal, who's my DEer. And Elite, the inscription, made a shoulder chant. Enchant an inscription, which I didn't know you could do. The only bad thing was she trained all the shoulder tra enchants. So if you're doing um, inscription and you get to the point where they're offering you, and it's it's kind of hard because when you do when you're offered stuff to chain, don't you just go ahead and pick them all? Yeah, I do. It's just it's 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 a habit. But when I look at it now, the shoulder enchants are BOP, so you can only enchant your own stuff. And you can't do anything fancy like enchant somebody else's stuff and give it back to them. Because once you enchant something, it becomes soul bound. So, and the enchants are uh, specific. For instance, there's one that does mana regen and there's one that gives you extra stamina. And um, I forget all of them, but there was only one that was really good for the Death Knight. And I felt kind of silly that I had trained all these other ones when, you know, I'm never going to use them. So, but it was a learning experience, of course, <laughs> as it always is. And so, then Saturday I was at lunch. And, you know, when I'm at lunch at work, I got my, my MacBook Pro, so I only have two characters to play. And so... I decided to just bring, to try to bring the uh, Death Knights out by themselves. And what they did was, and I thought this was so much fun. We were in Borean Tundra, right? Oh, that was, that's another thing I did before. before I'm going to go back a second. I, I brought, when I brought everybody out, I actually ran the Death Knights out with Aprilian. And then we got to each um, flight path 
and we summoned Auroch, who's, you know, she's a, he's a hunter, but he's not a death knight. So I would figure that even though they're the same level, they're not going to, he's not going to be as strong as the other two. So I would summon them using uh, Prillian as a warlock and then get the flight path and then go on to the next one. But then once we got out to Dragonblight proper, I did bring him out and have him follow because, you know, he was skinning. And do you know that you don't have to train, that you don't have to be a leather worker to turn Borean leather scraps into Borean leather? Nope. You can just click on. Yes. My gosh. I mean, you know, normally I don't complain about things to blizzard but wow wouldn't the other scraps have been nice if they had been that easy <laughs> you know if you're a leather if you're a skinner you end up with all in the beginning you end up with all these scraps and you know when you go to outland you end up with not hide scraps and then you have to find somebody to turn them into the leather or just sell them to the uh, vendor so um so then Saturday, I brought out the twins, and I don't know if you've have you been around the base of Borean Tundra. So I'm sure I'm like sure the there's a Alliance Keep, right? Oh no, no, no! These are my horde death knights. Yeah, so I've been I've been around that base. Like I, I of course ran by it for the achievement to explore it, but they don't like it when Alliance get really close Save to the base. There. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I tell you what, next week when we do our line, uh, we do the podcast and we do the split, I'll have worked with my Alliance Death Knight and then we can talk more about Alliance stuff. <laughs> and you can give me some pointers on uh, the Alliance side. But this is neat. There's a, there's actually this Mightstone quarry with all these bugs right around the base of the, the uh, keep there. And inside of it, there are these bugs and then there are these pods that you can split open and there are um uh horde people who are trapped inside some of them are mages some of them are priests and it's really funny because they will buff you (laughs) and then they'll fight alongside you (laughs) they have that as a quest in um, um ice crown yeah, I'm sure it's a quest somehow that you got to go and free so many. But, you know, they, they're they not old enough to get quests, but they were able to get some XP. And um, they went out a little further and by themselves that day, Saturday. And they also were able to pick some herbs, which was great because uh, April has been doing a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, Elite has been doing a lot of uh, milling, uh, inscription stuff. And she needed the ink of the sea. And I mean, it's just great because there's so much out there. There's so many herbs out there for her, you know, as opposed to probably a few months ago when people first got out there, they were probably like scarce. And what's nice now is Aprilian is now maxed out at herbalism. So when they're traveling together, Aprilian just says, oh, you go ahead, Elite. And Elite gets the, um, is leveling it. So um, that was kind of fun. And then Pramal got the jewelry from April. And she was able to DE it and get infinite dust and some small dream shards. So now, you know, I'm really getting to be self-sufficient. If I can make stuff and get my own dust and uh, dream shards, it'll save me some money. Then the twins went all the way to Dragonblight. They could fight mobs five levels over them. Um, they, they had fun. They're collecting ears for the nesting, the nesting way uh, ear thing for the PETA. For uh, data. Data, yeah. <laughs> Which is going to be cool because once they get the quest, of course they don't have it yet, but when they do get it, they're going to be all set. 
And um, I don't know. It was kind of funny to watch those mobs that attack the yellow uh, animals. Mm-hmm. And you're like, there's something inside of me that was going, oh, stop it. You're hurting them. And then, you know, I accidentally hit one and they attacked me and I killed it. <laughs> you're like, <"Hey."> you know, <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I'm killing animals all the time, but just seeing an NPC kill an animal just seemed kind of wrong. And then, of course, I got that buff that said I can't go past, go by the data people because I've killed an animal. You know, I'm unclean. So, um, Sunday morning, Aprilian, I guess that's this morning, Aprilian did the Mana Cell Daily. And now her achievement log says that she's done three of the five, of five, for the da- five daily quests in a row. So I'm hoping, I guess, if the server doesn't restart between now and Monday, no, that was Sunday, now and Tuesday morning, maybe if I get up early Tuesday, I can get five daily quests in a row, you know, because that's been bugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of not right. So then she went off to Dragon Blight to make Moon Shroud, and um, I'm just thinking about changing my spec because I, you know, each spec is corresponds to the old world spec, and she was Shadow Weave before, and so she was getting two Shadow Weave for every one she made. But now that makes her get two Moon Shroud, which is okay. But uh, Spell Weave, whatever spec that falls under uses eternal fire now moonshine moon shroud i think uses eternal earth if i'm remembering correctly and eternal earth has been like seven gold on the alliance auction house and eternal fire is like 24 gold i know i noticed that eternal air is by far the most expensive though on my server like eternal air is going to be like it was like 50 gold per like one and i was like no so if i'm gonna make if i'm gonna spend 48 gold to make uh to make the the mats to get the mats for this, I might as well be making two instead of one, and then just make you know I can make two of the other easily. Of course, it depends on. I need to really just do some research and see what uh, what kind of uh, cloth that I'm going to need and what kind of mat you know what patterns each of these are going to be used in. And what else did I do? I also. Um, Made some new clothes. Aprilian's, you know, leveling up so she was able to get something higher. And Auric is making Borean Tundra uh, kits, leather kits, which for the first time can be used on the head. I didn't know that. You know, leather kits were before were just hands, shoulders, chest, and feet. Knees and toes, knees and toes. Right, but now they can be... <laughs> They can be head too. Uh, head too. So that's nice. Head, shoulders, you know. knees and toes, knees and toes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime you can uh, enchant something it's, or add a little something, I guess is good. And Orak, who is my fisherman and my cook, got a daily. And again, he's only 67. And it was the uh, mustard one, mustard dogs. Which gives you two, which is nice. Yeah, and it was also nice, too, that uh, he went around and he found the mustard, and, you know, I don't even know where the rhinos are, but I found a stack of 20 rhino meat on the auction house for 20 gold. So, you know, he just made a bunch and turned it in, and he got some things, you know, he got his first little daily. 
So that's kind of neat. So I've been having fun in Northrend. I feel a little bit more clued in on uh, all the stuff that's going on. I felt, you know, every time somebody would mention what's going on in Northrend, my eyes would glaze over. <laughs> of course, I'm still, you know, and out in uh, regular Azeroth on some of my characters. And I haven't uh, finished my the starting area for my twin, uh, my alliance, Death Knights yet. But that's coming. But I do want to say that, uh, I don't know. I know why I haven't been advancing very well. And that's, I, I have a fear. And it, it just, it, the more I hear people talk about the gear and the playing and, you know, everything, I'm still going to have that fear. I just wish, I wish there was somewhere, like maybe there was, could be a server or just uh, some kind of sign or something that people who just kind of play to have fun and aren't really big in the numbers and, you know, I mean, I, if you go to my armory page, you know, I'm a Prillian on Earth and Ring server. You're going to see my gear sucks. <laughs> I don't have any purples. I don't think I was just looking at me on the, on the armory. And I'm just, I, I want to do these high level instances. I want to do these fun things because I know that's where it all is. But, you know, it's just too scary. So anyways, that was my week. And um, how are you holding up? Well, I think one of the things to kind of re- ask back about or to talk to you about, like the fear of, you know, not being, not being geared, you know what I mean? It's almost like the fear that people have with, um, like with needles, like, oh, gosh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Like, yeah, it's going to hurt. You know what I mean? Like there are going to be some times you're going to meet some people who are going to be kind of lousy about the whole experience but at the same time like you have to like make that plunge it's all okay another thing is like growing up you know what i mean like the first time you pay your taxes you are the first time you have to do any kind of you know different a different level within like a particular um um culture or game or or whatever you, you have to just like make that leap and you're going to have good moments and bad moments. And there's going to be times when they, the game will always be fun, but it's just like how people can really enjoy playing sports. Even if you lose, like it's never fun to like lose a game, but you're still enjoying playing it. If that makes sense. So you just got to, yeah, but, but in the real world and when you're playing basketball sport or whatever, no one's going to shout at you noob and put you on slash ignore. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's like every single like high school football game ever played, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm looking and I have almost no purples. I have mostly greens and yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some blues. <laughs> And I was looking at, uh, you know, how on the armory you can look at possible upgrades, like for my wand and stuff. And everything that I was looking at, it's like, oh, we'll just go into this dungeon here <laughs> and and it will drop off of this boss. Okay, yeah, right. Like, like it's so easy. Like, oh, sh- oh, it's, oh, just that dungeon, this, that boss? Sure, no problem. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one other thing I did do on my inscriptor is she made uh, one of those books that's purple that uh, binds in your hand when you when you pick up. It's like uh, with a bunch of um, oh, what's it called? 
it was um of course now I'm not gonna remember but it was kind of neat maybe that's what I need to make for her something that she can hold in her hand and that'll get her up but you know I'm still having fun and I guess that's what matters right Oh yeah, of course. At the end of the day, as long as you enjoy doing what, you, what you're doing in the in the game, you know that's the important thing. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna pause now, and um, we'll be back with uh, Asheo. So Glanthlet, thanks for joining us. Oh, it was my pleasure um, for the alliance, as always. <laughs> and we're back, and we have Asheo. Hello, Asheo. I snuck it in. Yes. So you know we Thomas explained. Thompson. You've caught up to the future, and, and here I was waiting for you. Right. <laughs> Through the magic of the internet and time zones and stuff. So how's your week been? It's been super. Oh, I've had good. A, had a really good week. I, I, um, list of achievements yeah, in not not wow achievement term, but achievements in, in playing the game. isn't uh, not all that spectacular this week, but I've had fun nonetheless. And, and that's part of the whole thing. We talked about uh, and before about how this is supposed to be fun. And particularly about how achievements are just something that you stumble into and it's not like something that should be, you know. Sometimes. Guaranteed. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> things you go after. <laughs> and sometimes they're things that are like, oh, wow, I just got this achievement. Wasn't that cool? So, take tonight, for instance. Okay. We, uh, we I've been working through my list of uh, heroic dungeons in Northrend and finally got around to a couple that I hadn't done tonight. We did um, the culling, heroic culling of Strathome, which includes a, a timed event. And if you can um, complete the get through to a, the, a particular boss that's towards the end of the instance in, I think it's 20 minutes, uh, and kill him, then he drops the uh, a drake, the reins of a proto drake, and so we actually achieved it. Uh, I've I've done culling a few times now, and and you know, wiped early on and got it, got nowhere near at achieving it. But uh, yeah, we actually there's an achievement for it as well, culling of time, and the drake dropped, and uh, Lanktheris um, won it, so he's now the the proud owner of a of a new epic flying drake. So I'll be oh, taking congrats. him along next time that I do it because uh, he'll pass and that'll improve the chances that I'll get it. If I if I do that five times and keep taking people I've already been with, then I'd only have to do it five times and I might actually end up with one. So that was good. It was a, it was a good group actually. The uh, we had a. A pally tank. I think pally tanks make all the difference when you're trying to speed through because basically it's you know it's, it's speed through stuff, pull stuff as fast as you can. Uh, we had a great healer and uh, having a, a pally tank and a, a warlock and a death knight with you know I, basically all I did was spam rain of fire. <laughs> so I waited half a second after the, the the tank got aggro and I just spammed rain of fire and just AOE'd everything down. So that, that went really well. I was, I was happy with that. And the other one I got around to was Halls of Stone. And uh, Halls of Stone, which I've talked about before, includes this uh, really uh, an, an event, if you like, uh, 
brand Bronzebeard, uh, who I'm reliably informed is is the uh, brother of Bronzebeard in Ironforge. So we were a bit curious as to uh, why he's helping us or why we're helping him. But never mind. We're the horde. We'll do anything right. for achievements. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's an event in the halls of stone where he's trying to um, hack into a computer and and all these mobs are, are coming in and trying to uh, get to him to stop him and you need to kill them all and on normal mode it's it's actually just you know uh, a, a lot of fun it, it's really easy and you, there's there's a couple of things you need to avoid there's there's little lasers that shoot out and do a little bit little bits of damage to everybody and you kind of just ignore them and and there's this horrible purple beam ball that comes down and explodes and if you get caught in that then you your, your movement speed reduces and you take extra damage, which is bad for the tank to get because if the tank can't move and is taking a lot of damage, then he's pretty hard to heal. Right, yeah. And then there's this laser beam that shoots down at, at somebody or you know a point on the ground and, and if you're standing that for more than a second, then the healer goes, oh, I'm sorry, I, I can't heal through that. You know, Good night. <laughs> See you later. And on heroic mode, it's pretty intense. The first few waves of mods, mobs uh, were doing really well. We're just AOEing them down, and and uh, thought, oh, this is this is cake, you know. We keep keep it up, keep going like this, and we'll be fine. But you get to a point where the number of mobs spawning was just, um, yeah, it, it overwhelmed us, and the tank got hit by the the beam, and. And yeah, we wiped and we wiped and we wiped and we wiped and we wiped. And we probably wiped about, I don't know, half a dozen times and, and in the end, you know, one of our DPS had to leave and and uh we pulled in a we pulled in a pally tank, yet yet another pally tank. And uh to replace the DPS, so we actually did it with with two tanks. <laughs> trying to trying to hold aggro on these mobs uh while the two DPS it was was trying to do as, as much AoE DPS as we could. And uh, it still took a couple of tries, but mainly because the, the tank we pulled in hadn't done it before, and so we didn't really know what to expect. Uh, but uh, not only did we manage to complete the event, we did it with without uh, Brand Bronzebeard taking any damage, which means we get yet another achievement. The uh, I forget what it's called now. It's um, uh, Brand something about Brand New. His name's Brand. It's it's like he comes out of it. Brand new, brand spanking new. That's the one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so that was. It's been a good night, and I actually won out of uh, Stratholme an epic ring, which gave me the achievement superior. I've now, in every slot, uh, I got a, a uh, an item of at least level one hundred and eighty seven in every slot, which gives you a. An achievement superior, and that was a that was a surprise to me. I didn't know that one was coming, so that was nice as well. Yeah, and sometimes I think those are the nicest achievements you yeah. can get. Are the ones you went definitely. Oh, neat. Yeah, it's it's like oh, that's cool. <laughs> I got this thing that went bring on the screen, <laughs> yeah, and the and the guild all in simultaneously we we spam guild chat, and and the guild comes back and says, "Grats!" We go, Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, I've I've done a, a, a few heroics there. I mean, there's are notable ones, and I've just done them this evening. But um, I did s- some some more knacks this week. We actually started our 
like I've done next previously, but that was with groups that have been running for a while. I just I'm just kind of filling in, and you know they knew what they were doing, and or were, were you know zooming through on 25 man content, and we actually started up a a 10 man group uh, that uh, was mainly the old from um, yeah, a, a raid group that that had been running uh, in uh, in the Outlands um, doing car and that, and uh, we started up a new group to start doing NACs. We started that this week and you know, there was a bunch of us that uh, hadn't been in there at all and on the the uh, first night we got uh, the first two bosses down in the arachnid quarter which we're all pretty happy with. The first boss first boss is a, uh, is a real pain for people that haven't done it before because the tank has to run halfway around the room to, to avoid the this um, effect that the boss does so the poor tank has to be you know on the lookout for that and keep out the front and run ahead and you know the healers can't get too close because they get silenced and you know there's all these if if someone dies um, all these mobs spawn out of the the the, the corpse, the corpse? Of, of oh wow <laughs> so, so every every person that bites the dust um is is more mobs you've got to kill and and so we wiped a few times on that but we got it down eventually uh, the second boss was only one wipe, and, uh, and we got her down. No, that that one was pretty easy. And then on the second night, we got to the the uh, last boss, Maxna, in the uh, in the Ragnar quarter, and and again wiped a couple of times, but and got her down. And but more importantly, I've I've, I've talked of uh, the safety dance, Hygen and his and his his uh, room of lava, waves of lava. And there was probably about six out of the ten, I reckon, that hadn't done it before. And, you know, predictably, yeah, we didn't last long on, on the first couple of attempts. But uh, we got better and better and better, and we actually downed him on the first night, which we were pretty darn happy with. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we figured that actually playing Men with Hats safety dance track was, was is a must. It, it seems to help a lot. I think the game can sense that you're listening to that on Ventrilo and uh, it just <laughs> it works it with goes you. It's well, yep. yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah, so that was good. I'm having fun on that. Still leveling Jekyll and Hyde. Um, they're both now 74 and and uh, Hyde having hit 74 is I've now got my aspect of the dragon hawk, which is a, uh, replaces. Um, Aspect of the hawk. So, oh. uh, yeah, so his, his DPS has improved. I'm, I'm pretty happy with, you know, given that I haven't really uh, worked on his on his gear, on Hyde's gear, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm doing pretty good. And, and I'm Beastmaster. I haven't, you know, one of these um, uh, hunters that uh, shied away from Beastmaster as soon as there was any sign of minor nerfage. But, uh, I'm doing quite well. I'm, Getting in there and staying up high on the DPS meters, yeah, even against um, players of other classes a couple of levels above me. So, uh, Glanther respect uh, to survival. Right. Yeah. <laughs> again. Yeah. Oh, he respect again, and yeah. he's enjoying going down the survival. So a lot, train. a lot too. Yeah. I might, you know, I guess maybe when I hit hit eighty, I'll give something else a try, just like yeah. I um, tried something other than affliction on my warlock, so 
Yeah. It's, and certainly with 3.1 coming out, dual specs. Uh, and I actually, I'm uh, this is probably the, the first time in a, in a while I've actually downloaded the the beta and uh, transferred a couple of tunes across. Oh, a, so you've a, gone to the PTR? A, a four-day queue getting into the PTR and, and actually, uh, yeah, logged in there and uh, got dual specking on a, on a Shayo. So tried out, yeah, creating an affliction and a destruction tree and glyphs in both and casting spells to switch back and forth. It's pretty cool. So it looks like uh, I didn't have to be near a, a lexicon of power, so it looks like they've removed that requirement. Oh. Tending to remove it, so. Which is, I guess, good and bad. As an, as an inscriptor, I, I was looking forward to some other way to make a, a bit more cash on my inscriptor and being right. able to make portable lexicons of power was, was uh, looking promising, but doesn't look like that'll be the go. No, Hopefully one, thing, one thing I did on my inscriptor was, you know, I've, I'm starting to get up there in, in uh, training, and I got to the enchants that you can put on your own shoulders, mm-hmm. and I trained them all without looking. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized that, I'm, you know, they are bind on pickup, and mm. that I probably should have just gotten the one that was applicable to the death knight that I was training. Yeah. Every time I go back to every time I go back to the trainer, and I do the same with dual crafting as well, because there's there's uh, dual crafting things that are that are um, uh, tree specific or, right. or class specific, and it's, it's just the temptation to go, oh, green stuff to train, 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 train. Right. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, that's that's fantastic. The 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 enchant that you can put on your shoulders as an enchanter, like for uh, as an inscriptor, uh, right. sixty-one spell power and fifteen crit. I mean, that's massive. That's uh, everybody else has to grind through the sons of Hodir reputation by doing dailies in order to to buy uh, the uh, the shoulder enchant. And, uh, and I'm doing that anyway, even though it's, it's pretty much a waste of time to do that as an inscriptor because I've, I've got a better enchant and there's nothing really else there. I, I am still doing the the Sons of Hodir dailies. I hit Revered during the week on them, so one more uh, faction level to go. So persisting through that. And the it's, it's funny, the you know, I talked last week about um, thrusting Hodir's spear and how hard that is. So you get to Revered and, and it opens up the daily quest uh, Feeding Angram. And shish, it's it's the easiest of dailies ever. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you get this some you know, quest item that you click on the snakes that are moving around and and you know, do a bit of damage to them and, and he, he comes down and eats them. And it's like I kill a hundred of these things doing my dailies just moving around that area anyway. So it's no trouble at all to, to do that. It's going to, compared to the, the thrusting quest, it's just ridiculously easy. So <laughs> I, was a, I was a bit worried that you know, once I hit Revered, the, the quest was, was going to get harder. But no, it was, it was a, a cakewalk. It's just you know, free money, basically. Free money and rep. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, and my my Oracle eggs this week. Ooh. I open it up on a open it up on a Shayo, and I got a yolk. Oh, I was very disappointed. Mm. 
the old age joke. And I switched over to a shield and opened up her egg, and I got the proto Drake whelp. <laughs> it's it's a pet, but oh. I got it. I opened it up, and it's like proto Drake. I got oh, I got the proto. <laughs> it's, it's it's a whelp. <laughs> it's still, that's my first part. First proto Drake whelp. So. Properly mailed that over to a Shea to to put into into her uh, pet bag. So oh, that reminds me, I should go and get another egg. Oh, for next so it's not bind on pickup. No, the pets aren't. No, oh, no. Well, that's that's nice. Right? The reins are. If I get the, the I'll be dark if right. I get the reins on a shield and not a Shea. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, oh well. I I suppose I should be happy if I get it at all, but. Yeah, it'd be nice to get her on a show. She's got a nice collection of drakes. And the last thing that uh, – last thing, but one of, one of the other things I did this week was start uh, – rolled and, and did the Death Knight starting zone again. Oh. Isn't but it this amazing? Time, okay. I did it on a lot. Did you really? On I did. Ring? <laughs> no, no. Somewhere else. Oh. So, so we have it, a secret. I did it in the space goat. <laughs> oh, male or female? My, my highest yeah. level female space goat. <laughs> so, Ooh. Yeah. Any uh, uh, Any hints on uh, <laughs> oh, the server? <laughs> if, you, if you follow me on Twitter, it would be fairly obvious where, I, where I've put it, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's no big secret, but... <laughs> And uh, I don't, I don't know how how far I'll get. Um, if I if I was going to do anything serious on on the alliance side, I think what I'd probably do is um, transfer my uh, level seventy night elf priest level level of priest. I've got a uh, a high level um, uh, healer. I'm not on the alliance side because they, as with um, uh, most. Uh, Alliance and Horde, you know, healers are in high demand. It's, they're the hardest thing to find, so I'd probably do that rather than have another DPS. But it's, yeah, it's fun. I really enjoy that, that starting zone for the Death Knights. And, and it was, Just so anybody will know what the uh, inside joke is, uh, one of the podcasts that uh, we are very fond of, Bind on Equip. Uh, Over at bindonequip.com. Yes. <laughs> uh, the witch, the witch. <laughs> oh, yes. has to be the witch. <laughs> yes. Has a secret uh, tune somewhere, and he's been dropping hints and stuff. And so. I do know where it is. Oh, you do know, yeah. I do you know, know where it is. <laughs> I, he, he has been hunted down. Um. Uh, I, no, I, to be honest, I, I have not yet seen him online, but uh, – um, Fairly confident, and I know, I know where he is. So, and I think he's dropped enough hints about where he is. <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent Aussie podcast. Yeah, it it certainly is. Even if they did stuff up last week's um, sound quality, we'll forgive. Yeah. We're well, it happens. Better this week. Yeah. It does. Yep. It does. It, it's yeah. not. It's a, sometimes it's a trial and error thing with podcasting. Sometimes. A lot of times. <laughs> so what yeah. else has been going on? Oh, not a whole heap of 
been. Oh, uh, what did you spec your Death Knight? That's what I wanted to ask. I did. Bum, 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 and Harley. Oh, so you want the pet? Yeah. I did. Yes, yeah. that's why I wanted to get my perma pet. And so, how far along are you? Sixty. You you finished the starting area and everything. Finished the, finished the starting zone. Actually went to uh, Northrend and uh, Northrend to uh, Outlands and and did the first few quests in Hellfire Peninsula, uh, which is um, uh, I haven't done on the Alliance side for many years. So isn't it, it was, isn't it funny going into Honor Hole? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed that. It's um, you know, they're pretty much. The same as the the horde side, but um, mm. there's some slight differences, and fun doing that. You know, obviously, got to Shatrath, set my hearth, um, went and picked up mining and herbalism, and because I my my gatherer maps pretty crap for places like Westfall and <laughs> <laughs> places like that. So of course I went to Ghostlands. And <laughs> Space goat wandering around outside <laughs> Silvermoon <laughs> doing oh, all this mining and herbalism. So. Oh, that's uh, I got I got so, too close a couple of times and, and died because they, they the even, guards. Uh, yeah, just out in uh, the forest. Um, oh, so you're not on a PvP server then? No, it's not PvP. It's it, it is a, a slack ass PvE server. Mm. But uh, even places like the the West Sanctum. Out in, outside uh, Silvermoon, there's right. like seven, level 75, I guess they must be, guards hanging around oh, wow. out there. <laughs> so I, got, I got a bit, bit close trying to pick a, a blood thistle and, and he came out and whacked me and I went, oh, hey. <laughs> so he wouldn't give up and I died. So. Can I tell you what just happened to me in Ogremar? Somebody uh, enslaved a priest, a level forty-one priest, enslaved Gammon, mm-hmm. and had him running around attacking everybody. <laughs> yeah. What is it? What is it that he was doing? Mind control. Oh, priest mind control. Yeah. Uh, okay, it was just weird seeing this, seeing Gammon, who was the pickpocket thing, or in uh, in the end, running around attacking people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People have fun with him. Um, mm. I, I keep meaning to look into see what he can do, but never kind of get round to it. But uh, yeah, there's there's something special about him, and people have a lot of fun with him. So, okay. yeah. But uh, apart from that, no, it's I've been been doing a bit of farming to try and you know, get fish feasts and things for our for our knacks, uh, the knacks run. Uh, shout out to Tark and the guys. Um, that, that have put that next group together. Um, we had a lot of fun last week, and I'm uh, hoping to be having a lot of fun with that in the weeks to come. Well, you know, what level is Max? <laughs> it's just 80. You'll okay. be there in no time. Right, because Tark has promised me <laughs> yep. that he would run me through. And I was looking on the armory earlier. Karazan. And, oh, Karazan. And what level is that? 70. Oh, so I can st- I can do that now. Oh yeah, you're too you're too high for Karazan. We should <laughs> should zoom through that as a five man. Oh yeah. All right. Well, talk whenever you're ready. Maybe next weekend. Wow, today would be great though because uh, we're snowed in now. We have. Oh really? Yeah, we got a blizzard out there, and it's funny because I was saying 
oh, you know, all the snow's behind us, and we've got like we're getting six to eight inches of snow, and I'm just wow. glad I'm yeah, I'm just glad I'm off from work. So. We're we're heading into another heat wave, and, and uh, <laughs> it was it was funny the because of the the bushfires that were here a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and yeah the. The reaction, the, a common reaction was we didn't have any notice. You know, there was no warning you know, unless you were, you know, listening to the um, you know, the national radio station. Then you, know, you, you didn't get any warning. And uh, we're all we're all sitting there at work today, and you hear beep 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 beep. It's, it's like everybody's everybody's phones going off, and it, oh, it was okay. actually. There's actually a message from Victoria Police. Extreme weather in Victoria expected Monday and Tuesday night. High winds and fire risk. Listen to local ABC radio for emergency updates. It's like, okay. Somehow or other, they've just sent out an SMS message to, to every single every Victorian single- mobile phone. Oh, how awesome. <laughs> I thought, wow. And, and then I thought, hang on a minute. How did the cops get my number? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Big brother. Big brother. It's so, awesome. but they can't. They can't win. You know, they'll they'll they get hung on for for not giving warnings, and then they'll get hung on for spamming everybody's phone, uh, mobile yeah. phone. So. Yeah, and I don't think you can block the government, can you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on the <laughs> government's do not call list. <laughs> it's, it's that do not call list and send all them an SMS message. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. So we have a blade's edge, and it's really good. So, do you want to start? I shall. So here we go. Oh, that's what I was going to do this week. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually even thought of of a song to go for it. You, know, oh. you said last week we need a we need a soundtrack to put up for for uh, bladed edge. Right. So I actually thought of one and and was going to do something and I didn't. Now I feel slack. Well, next week. We'll definitely have one for you. Well, I, I want to say definitely oh. next week. I'm going to be tied up with work for the next few days and not get much wow time or anything. So I don't know what's going to go on there, but I'll try. Okay. That's what I'll do. I can say I'll try. Alrighty. So hopefully next week. Alrighty, Blade here. It's been a chaotic week. Lots of time to play one day, no time to play the next. Plus my power adapter crapping out didn't help any. But old Blade will struggle ever onward. Got some pretty spiffy news, though, and a shout-out. See, I was playing a little later than usual the other night when a guildie sent a message over Gchat saying, anybody that wants Lockton Huck, I've found him. By the beard of old Uncle Throg, that cursed spirit beast, the super rare, everyone seems to want him, but he only spores when he feels like an ultra-hunter pet. It must have been foretold by the Earth Mother. I was in flight and almost at the inn when Carius announced his finding. I dropped out a skull blade and into Wolf Tosk. Verbally cursing the speed of my computer, logged into Wolf and managed to have the forethought to dismiss my temporary gorilla pet before I mounted up and took off like a shot towards Carius's position. My usual place of logging for Wolf was a semi-regular spawn point of the spirit beast, just like 95% of the hunters in Sholazar Basin. So when I logged in and grouped with Carius, I took off towards him and flew past at least four other hunters on my way. <laughs> Good to see. <laughs> Thanking the Earth Mother that they didn't up and follow me, they probably thought I was being a noob for, lo- for leaving my camping spot. I recall as well regretting not taking the hunter talent that increases mount speed. 300% flight speed seemed far too slow. 
<laughs> Only 300, you poor bastard. Finally land near Carius, and there he was, Lochnahuck. I'm probably saying that really wrong. No, I think you're doing pretty good. <laughs> Lochnahuck. In all his glory, of course, I'm super hyped up at this point. I've lost track of where my freeze trap was. Found it, dropped it, set up tame, pulled lock over. He hits the trap. Oh, my nerves. I can't find my tame beast skill. <laughs> ah! And lock the heck. Breaks the trap. I'm sweating bullets. He's pubbling me and I'm starting to feel like a scratching post. Aha, found it. Start taming him. Holy heck, this beast thing, tame beast thing takes a long time. My health is falling faster than the economy. <laughs> <laughs> and managed to get him with like 3,000 health to spare. Woot! So, yeah. Wow. After great grovering thanks to Carius and giving them the most expensive thing I had in my inventory in appreciation, a stack of troll sweat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a stack of <laughs> at its tongue. I'm now the proud companion of Loch Nahak. So there's my shout out. Carius rocks. Only one problem now. I have no idea what to name Wolf Tusk's new companion. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds like a competition. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Skullblade hit 82. Wow. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> I suppose after getting locked in the heck, that was, that was probably just a... But no, yeah. And my goal to reach 30,000 health, I can do it but I sacrificed defence to get there. With any luck, the few missing pieces to my beginning raiding defence plate armour collection will balance me out. As it stands now, 530 defence and 26,900 health leave me just a little shy of raiding calibre. Uh, talking about achieving stuff, my very first delve into a heroic dungeon happened the other day. Halls of lightning. Struth. <laughs> Talk about start at the high end. Okay. <laughs> I think I did okay as a tank in there. In my defense, it was a trial by fire. I've never... Oh, what? Hang? He tanked it? Oh, my God. I just read that again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. In my defense, trial by fire. I've never been in the Halls of Lightning or otherwise, so we wiped on a few trash encounters. One time, we got extra ads. You know, the standard wipe on the trash, one shot the bosses kind of run. We did okay, too, overall, until we got to the end guy, Loken. We had to swap out members mid-run for the scheduled next raid, which had us at, if I recall correctly, an entire five-man group in a heroic dungeon with zero experience in the Halls of Lightning. Other than, wow, wiki, it hurt. 35 gold repairs, to be precise. Oh, well, welcome to epic level, I suppose. So... Did you finish though, mate? You didn't tell us if you finished. I'd be, I'd be really, I'd be super impressed if you did uh, the heroic last boss in in Halls of Lightning because that takes some dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Onward. Last week you were talking a bit about haunted men- mementos. I have a bunch as well. Personally, I'm looking forward to a year from now when very few people remember that the silent spectral things moving around the cities are people starting to get. <laughs> what does? <laughs> What the silent spectral things moving around the cities are, and people will start getting weirded out. Evil orc laughter. Asheo asked about the five-man follow-up to the dragon elite quests. Sarathstra, scourge of the north. Dictionary definition. Cocky. Arrogant. Pertly self-assertive. Conceited. Also see, Skullblade. <laughs> yeah, that was me after those fights. So I'm thinking, huh? She's only a five-man. 
wonder how hard she can be. Pawned. In my defence, I started to get it down to about 75% of her 265,000 health before she handed me my butt. So, yeah, Sarestra solo, not so much. Later that day, I did join a small group, me, a 77 warrior, an 80 warlock, Siobhan, and a 74 tree druid, whose name escapes me. Feel free to lambast me in G-chat. And we went around Dragonblight, hammering down all the elite quests we could find, including the Scourge of the North. In fact, our druid didn't have the quest series, so we ended up killing her twice. <laughs> what a rush. It's one thing to be in a five-man. It's another to be in a group where there's only a ranged DPS, if not for the warlock pet. It almost looked like I was standing toe-to-toe against a dragon. No wonder a lot of tanks have egos. We think we're unstoppable. Having healer is dangerous for me. I was rushing into groups of mobs with absolutely no fear, like, huh, here's another small group of three mobs. Let's get them too. Make that, what, six I'm taking? Not worried. I has healers. (laughs) Yes, it it does help having healer. Healers are good. We like healers. Yeah. Yeah. From the Dirty Little Tricks department, here's a couple of macros copied from various sites, including, but not limited to, TankSpot and WowWiki. These ones are mainly for your fledging warrior tanks, at least the tanks that haven't hit 80 yet and are still levelling. But all the warrior tanks that I think will find these macros to be of use. I use the first one against the pre-bosses in Halls of Lightning. Extra threat is always a good thing right out of the gate. So we've got a... A macro that's switching to battle stance, doing a retaliation, and back to defensive stance by the looks of it. Be aware that it's a bit of a button spam. You have to hit it more than once, unlike most of the macros I've detailed thus far. Basically, this one jumps you into battle stance if you weren't already there, pops retaliation, then jumps you back into defensive stance. Three taps. It was great to use when I wanted to use to make sure I had more threat coming out of the gate and automatically attacking each and every one I hit seemed to work just fine. It's a five-minute cooldown, though, but it doesn't share the cooldown with Shield Wall anymore, so if you need to use your uber-defensive skill, it's there when you need it. The alternative for the Fury-minded among you is... uh, What's the deal with... So I'll, I'll skip over that. What's the deal with these two macros? Extra DPS. Retaliation has you attacking back every time you are attacked and recklessness has the next three special ability attacks you use to have a 100% chance to crit but for the next 12 seconds you take an extra 20% damage they were taken off the timer with their counterparts, recklessness, retaliation and shield wall and given a 5 minute cooldown specifically instead of the 30 minute cooldown we had back in the day be aware though that they have a 10 minute a 10-second cooldown, rather, with respect to each other, so you can't spam them all at once. Also, it was recommended that you insert a slash cast shield block in the recklessness macro to offset any incoming damage, but we've done away with that with our uber macro, change macro. Charge. Charge charge. macro, yeah. (laughs) Charge and change at uh, this time of night look extremely similar. Not a lot of differences there. I'll go on. From old Blade's Easter egg basket, Mrs. Blade's birthday has come and gone, and with Wintervale past uh, as there, eh, and with Wintervale past us as well, I find myself surrounded by quite a few seasons of The Simpsons, which got me thinking. 
maybe folks might not know about a few of the Simpson-esque references in our beloved World of Warcraft. I'm sure there are more to be found, but here's some to whet your appetite. Groundkeeper Willithan in Eversong Woods, Seymour, the master skinning trainer in Lower City. Speaking of high-profile celebrities, in the Grand, at the arena, you have the distinct honour of being able to interact with one of the moguls of mayhems and sport violence himself, Don King, or, I mean, King Donged. Yeah, that might have been a bit of a stretch, were it not for the nearby ogre named Earbiter. (laughs) A Mike Tyson reference. (laughs) Mm. There is a, um, before we get off the... the, um, Simpsons reference, there's a, uh, in the, the Death Knight starting zone, the mayor is uh, Mayor Quimby. Right, yeah, that's true. And kill Mayor Quimby. Oh, and one more for you tailors out there. There's apparently a majestic flying carpet that can be crafted at Taylor 425. Indeed, they can. This, by its very description, is a spiffier version of the normal flying carpet and is the epic flight speed version. Nothing so specific about this one, but wait. Read the buff you get when you hop on your carpet. Don't you dare close your eyes. Ha! A not-so-subtle reference to the Walt Disney movie Aladdin. As always, an awesome, awesome podcast, guys. Lawmaster Blade. Bravo. Mate. Mm-hmm. does too. I never noticed that. Flight speed increased by 280%. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. All right, so we have a bunch of emails to get through. <laughs> a whole bunch. Yeah, I'm going to start the first one, but I might skip over some stuff. It's from Jeff, and it's, he says, Hello, Aprilian, Glanther, Aseo, and Blade. I've enjoyed the Control Out Wild podcast for quite a while now and thought I would take a moment to send you all an email. First off, thank you for doing the show. You are all fun to listen to and share a lot of great stories and tips for us fellow alcoholics. I have been playing since October of 2006, and until recently had not made many alts, but instead mostly just played my night elf druid, Matesso, on the Undermined server for the most of my time in WoW. A quick story of love found in the world of Warcraft. In May of last year, just days after joining a new guild, I went to help a fellow guildmate with some quests in Hellfire Peninsula. As it turned out, another fellow guilty came, guildy came over as well. A female warlock with a fun and feisty personality she was. Well, some kind of magic occurred that night. As after doing some quests and killing the fell reaver, subtle sparks began to fly. A bit of joking and flirting between her and I led to a continued and growing relationship night after night as the druid and the warlock explored the world of Warcraft together. One very romantic night in the Grand led to the... Exchange of phone numbers, and again, magic happened. It turned out we had many things in common, and well, over the coming weeks, we fell in love. I live in California, and she in Montana. I traveled to see her in person, and the connection was simply amazing and perfect. We packed her things, moved her down to California, where we now live and love together. I found my soulmate in Hellfire Peninsula. That's awesome. Uh, yes, LOL. Life can be so incredible. Well, I think it's something about killing the fell weaver with somebody that <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> be so it. romantic. I'm, I'm glad that it, I'm glad that it says because I, my eyes. I've been staring at the computer too many hours today, but but I actually read. I travelled to see her in prison, and the, con- 
I'm glad I said person. Person, right. <laughs> <laughs> Since that time, my love and I have made many alts together on both Horde and Alliance, mostly on Earth and Ring and Undermine Realms. We have our own guilds on each realm so that we can have our own guild bank with lots of space to store stuff for all our alts. Her mom and son also play and are in our guild as well. How awesome. And often play with us questing, running dungeons, or a bit of PvP. Her mom lives in Wyoming and her son is at an army base in Georgia, so it is really nice for us all to stay connected via WoW. It is great fun having many alts and professions and they all help each other out and never gets boring or monotonous. Okay, don't want to be overly chatty here, but we'd like to share one little tip that my lady discovered while out-leveling her herbalism. As it turns out, if you come across an herb node while running around with a friend or a loved one, you can both get a level-up point for your herbalism profession off that one herb. Just make sure you turn off auto-loot, and then one of you picks the herb but does not loot, then the other person picks it and can loot. You both get a tick on your herbalism skill. Pretty cool. Yep, it sure is. And I think this works for mining too. My baby and I spent an entire day recently leveling our death knight herbalism from 1 to 300 by doing this. It was I was it was still a grind, but both because both of us received points off each herb, it went well, I think. So that's it for now. Love can be found in the world of Warcraft as it as it I and my soulmate have been so lucky to find out. May others be as lucky as well. Thanks again for creating and sharing Control Art Wow with all of us. How awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us, Jeff. And uh, I'm happy for you and your uh, your lady. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah. All right. Mail two is from Valithia. Hello again. It's Valithia. You reckon that's how you say it? Yeah, I think that's how you Yeah, all right, good. So I was playing WoW the other night and looking at my priest talent trees. Oh, before I go on, I, I should say, um, uh, I was looking, because Jekyll uh, dinged 74, uh, it was probably last week now, I was looking at where to spend his talent point. And there's a talent um, in the druid tree called, um, come on, brain, uh, Omen of Clarity. Ooh. And it, it used to actually be a spell, and you'd have to you'd have to actually click on it, and it's one of those one of those spells where you if you you cast this and it's you, know, you can use it every three minutes or something. Uh, your next spell is either instant cast or you know, um, cost no mana or, or both. I, I forget what it is. And I when I first leveled a druid, I took that, but. Um, because it was something I actually had to click, and you know, in the in the heat of battles, it was you know, often overlooked, and so I never took it. And I actually happened to be um, looking at the the druid tree, and and thought, oh well, I'll I'll you know may as well. I'll I don't know where to spend my next point. I'll I'll just take that and clicked it, and it didn't come up and say, you, know, you have learned Omen of Clarity um, level one, huh? and it's now passive. You don't you don't have to. Uh, Remember to click it. It's just a oh, chance. It's just a chance of it going off. So, oh. uh, any other complete noob druids that didn't closely look at changes? I presume that's a, 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 a version three, um, you know, wrath or pre-wrath uh, change that uh, haven't taken omen of clarity for similar reasons. Um, you might want to go back and grab that because it is a, a great talent, and now you don't have to remember to click it. Uh, sorry, I'll go on. 
So I was playing the other night and I was looking at my priest talent trees. Currently I'm a holy and only need three more levels until 80 and it's been hell. So I'm so close yet so far away. I was thinking of respecting discipline, but I was afraid that I won't be able to heal the same because like the most common DPSs and their joy for crits and also get that joy for healing. I know, weird. And by the way, how much spell power should the average priest healers have for heroics? At the moment, I'm 1,355 spell power, and once I ding 80, I just kind of want to jump in and start getting geared towards Nax. Thank you guys for the awesome podcast, and I look forward to the next one. And for the Alliance, joking, I mean Horde. <laughs> uh, oh, I should have done some prep for that. I should have read that and, and um, done some prep, but I can tell you that um, my... Spell my bonus spell on my level eighty priest is is only um, about that about thirteen hundred and I can you know, heal the majority of heroics just fine. I think what's probably more important and it's obviously going to change with three point one and and the nerfing of um, mana regeneration and spirit. Um, I wouldn't be that too concerned about focusing on spell power. I'd be more concerned about focusing on uh, maximizing your spirit so that your your, your mana pool is uh, regenerating because doesn't matter if you can do big massive crits you can't cast it with no mana so right, um, yeah but and I guess uh, the other thing to consider yeah you're only three levels away but how far is how far is 3.1 and dual specking uh, I don't know I don't know how many weeks that's going to be Maybe you'll have already hit 80 by then and uh, and you could have respect and, and back again. Yeah, it's just a, a bit of gold, respecting yeah. and glyphs and things. Uh, it doesn't cost that much to respect nowadays if you know you're just going to do it for three levels and, and then back again. But um, leading up to 80, I mean, you know, even, even a shadow priest can heal if you've got a, a reasonable group. So... You've still got healing spells. They're just not as great as, as, a, as a holy priest. Yeah, but then you can do more damage. That's right. There's much more right. flexibility. You, you can help out doing damage and healing damage as well. So, so you, don't, you don't have to run and cry, help, help, help. Yeah. <laughs> and better, the, the problem there is that a, a lot of groups are going to say, you know, looking for healer, and you'll say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come and heal it. And they'll go, I'll be your shadow. And they a lot of people just don't accept that you can actually heal a shadow. Even though you know, I've I've leveled two priests now to, to eighty as shadow and, and switched to holy at the end. So, but if they it take a risk on you, if they take a risk on you, then they'll get the benefit, and it'll be the other people's loss. Indeed. Yep. So email number three is from Brian. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, everyone, as the case may be. First off, I'd like to mention that this is the Brian that won the second place prize of the Collector's Edition Wrath of the Lich King box. I love having it, and it looks perfect next to the Burning Crusade Collector's Edition box, amongst my many other Blizzard products on display in my office. Oh, how cool. <laughs> the prize was great, and I wanted to say a long overdue thank you. A brilliant, your show has continued to grow and has come a long way since the days when you soloed Control Alt. Wow. It is definitely... 
It has become infinitely better since you decided to triple box the podcast with Ashea <laughs> and Glantha. Yes, it has. And I'm very grateful to Ashea and Glantha for joining me. I thought I might share a tip or two that I have learned over the years playing WoW. First, don't underestimate the value of having a good keyboard and mouse. Your input devices should be at least as responsive as your computer is. I chose the Ideason Company Z-Board and Reaper combination. Hmm. The keyboard places your directional keys and action bars in an easy-to-manage spot off to the left side. Sorry to all the left-handed people out there. I tried playing on a traditional keyboard again recently, and it felt like I was a caveman banging on rock. <laughs> a gaming keyboard makes a huge difference. The Reaper mouse from the same company gives you three extra button, thumb buttons on the inside of the mouse. Sorry again, lefties. And on the fly button that you can change your that can change your DPI. Oh, yep. uh, allowing for fast, normal, or slow scrolling of the mouse. A laser bu- mouse is a must, regardless if it is meant for gaming or not. Traditional mice are too heavy and slow for the quick movements needed in WoW and other games. The three buttons on this particular mouse can be remapped to buttons such as Home, End, and Insert on PCs, and then you can map these button actions to actions in WoW. I have the first button set to the Send Pet, or Pet Attack ability. There's no need to click on anything in-game this way. I can select Hunter's Mark on my action bar while sending my pet via the extra mouse button. For my Priest, I have the middle button set to Focus Target, so I can easily focus on the tank while paying attention to the DPS that need extra that need healing separately. Another mouse trick that I use is to set the scrolling wheel button as the reverse camera angle view. This also can be done through wild button ma- mapping. If I'm in PvP and heading somewhere, I can easily push down on the mouse's scroll wheel to see behind me instantly without having to move my camera view around manually. This is also great during close-quartered instances where trash mobs or patrols might be behind you. I can continue to DPS or heal in front of me, click the mouse wheel to see who might be getting close by, then click it again to be right back into view of the fight. Wow, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. In the add-on department, I offer mob map. I know everyone isn't fond of Quest Helper or feel it is cheating, so I suggest you try mob map. It is an external add-on that allows players to collect information about everything in-game, including where nodes have been found, where NPCs are, where to farm mats, and from whom. In this way, if you're having a hard time finding someone or something, you can look it up in-game without being led by an arrow like Quest Helper. It can be found at mobmat.de. This is a German website, but the program is offered in both German and English. I have been using it for about two years, so I know it's not going to steal your password or account information. It is completely safe and an add-on that I feel I couldn't live without. Lastly, I hear people on many podcasts write in time to time wondering how to get involved with Blizzard or work in the industry. If you're a professional, a business professional looking to get involved with them and wondering how to at least make the first step, I came across Blizzard's profile on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a network site similar to Facebook, but without the social aspect. This site allows you to advertise yourself as a professional. You may have to actually create a profile to search. I'm not sure on that point. But you can search for Blizzard as a company, and you may be surprised to see who's listed there. You can find the website at LinkedIn.com. Wow. (laughs) Keep up the great work for the Alliance. That was Brian. Cool. Thank you, thank you, Brian. That was very uh, tips there. 
I've I have the the Reaper mouse. I love my Reaper mouse. Um, uh, the, the I'm using it on. I don't know if it makes any difference or not, but I'm running Windows Vista, mm-hmm. and I cannot get the. Uh, well, what the hell is it? One, two, it's like the sixth button, the last button, like the, the closest the closest button um, to your hands on the side. Uh, if Brian knows how I can get that last button to work, uh, I'd be eternally grateful because I can't figure out how to map it. I've mapped all the other ones and uh, I, I use them as well. Um, not not so um, uh, frequently as, as things like sending in pets and things. Um, but I've got I uh, um, lock uh, run to one of them, so I don't have to hit. You know, if I start moving, I don't have to hit num lock on the keyboard or whatever whatever it is to you know keep running or you know, hold down W or to move forward. You just I just click my button and it. You know, I start auto running and click it again and it stops. Um, so so that's good for you know, moving about, which which you do a lot and constantly. So uh, it's it's a, a very good quality um, gaming mouse, and uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend it as well. Oh, cool! Alrighty, so you want to read the next one? Number four is from Keelhaul. Like myself, I'm sure you've all played many different classes in WoW over the years. I've played the following: a dwarf hunter, a tauren druid, a night elf hunter, a troll hunter, a gnome mage, a pally. A human pally, a night elf rogue, and a human priest. And he's got them all up to over 55 and, and pretty close to his dwarf hunters, 78. So he's nearly 80. He's doing pretty good getting all those up there. It should be fairly obvious which class I enjoy the most. I really enjoy the hunter class as I solo quest mostly. They seem to hold their own in battlegrounds, which I haven't really messed around. I haven't really messed around in arena, though here they could use some love there. I really enjoy getting close to getting to choose my own pets, unlike warlocks, who are stuck with the various demons they can summon. How about you all? Sorry about if this has been asked before. Keelhaul. I, I, I'm, I'm, if, if you look at the, the variety of, of pets that, or minions that a warlock has and look at the, you know, the, the, the different types of pets that hunters can have, I can't think of any anything that's really missing. I mean, a, a warlock's not supposed to be a hunter, so you're, you're not going to have the, you know, the same sort of uh, breadth of, and talents as, as the hunter pets have. But the, right. the, the warlock minions are, are still extremely versatile. And you don't have to feed them. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is that. Uh, and and uh, so I... Yeah. Yes, I enjoy the hunter pets, but uh, I, I think warlocks are pretty lucky with their minions as well. So. Alrighty. So the next, uh, I wanted to say about uh, Brian's email. You know, it's it's really nice to hear from people who win and to let you know you do you can win. We do send out the prizes, and uh, it, it was good to hear hear something back from someone who's gotten their prize. Indeed. Yes. Email number five is from Erath, one of my favorite guildies. 
and Prillian, Asheo, and Glanther. I keep forgetting to send you guys emails over and over and over. And then Monday comes, and there's a new podcast out. And I think as we're halfway, about halfway through, well, drat, I forgot to send them an email this week. Part of that, I suppose, is I should have something worthwhile to say rather than just drop you a line to get in your contest. <laughs> My trouble is finding time to do something useful to, to do something useful to send. I want to send an audio section, which we absolutely love, but I haven't had time to lay down lay it down to send. All the slings and arrows of being a busy torn in this day and age, or mostly <laughs> finding quiet time to be able to do it without interruption. And for those listening, don't forget to pop over to iTunes <laughs> and leave a review for our fine host. <laughs> How's that for a shameless unpromoted right. plug, guys? <laughs> It's quick, it's easy, it's free. It helps our host out and makes them giddy to boot. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> All right, that's enough blathering for me. This was a good week for me. Got to do my first heroic run on Upgar Keep and UP. What is UP? Woodcard uh, Pinnacle. Oh, okay. But after two wipes in Heroic Violet Hole, we broke, we've broken up to do some other things. Now I have to sort out what to do with the currency I'm starting to collect which I suspect isn't much with only a handful, right? Keep up the good work. Erath, Beastmaster Hunter of AIE. Cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And the next one? And number six is from Josh. Hey, guys, I have some bad news. Oh. Beastcaller is missing, and therefore I'm unavailable for comment. I'm sure he and Fluffy are out on some adventure. I did want to answer your question about Beast Caller's audio clip. Yes, he did actually capture that from Northrend, and yes, it was the Lich King. <sighs> Sorry that I cannot say that no gnomes were harmed in the recording of that clip. <laughs> That's okay. The encounter with the Lich King was not part of the quest, but one cannot interact with him without the incense burner that Beast Caller mentioned in the last message. In the normal world, you cannot see him, but in the phase world, you can walk right up to the Lich King with deadly consequences. Glantha is the only one of you who could have witnessed it. To do with the fact, I think it is an alliance-only quest. Thanks, mm. Josh. Till next week, when hopefully Beast Caller will have been found for the alliance. P.S. The actual name of the quest from which you received the incense burner is the Echoes of. Oh my God! I hate Mer? words that start with Y. Yeah. <laughs> Ymiron. Y M I R O N. And having spelt that with an Australian accent, people will still not know how to spell it. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I hope you find Beast Caller. But, you know, knowing him, he's doing something fantabulous. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I'm going to have to read this out now that it, it's actually uh, – it's it spawned right in front of me. Uh, one of the things I do while we're recording is is sit in Dalaran and look bored. But really, I'm, I'm – um, watching the spawn points of higher learning, which is oh, a, the books. A, an achievement for the books. And I'm upstairs in uh, the Legend Main, and the, the book spawned, and it's the last one that I need, but it was, <laughs> it's, it's not the uh, necromancy book that, that spawned. It never seems to bloody spawn. But this one is called To Do Today. So, you think you can cast frequently asked Questions from first-time majors. Question. I'm having trouble casting any spells at all. What can I do? Answer. You may be suffering from dehydration. If you're having trouble casting a spell that you know, try drinking a glass of water. 
proper hydration <laughs> is critical to effective spellcasting. <laughs> Question. I can't cast Fire Blast. I just cast it a couple of seconds ago, and now it's not working. Help. Answer. Having trouble casting a spell? Did you just cast it a few seconds ago? Some spells won't work twice in a row with quick succession. Try mixing in a few different spells while you're waiting. <laughs> Question. I peeked at my friend's spell book in the locker room, and he already has way more spells than I do. What's wrong with me? Answer. First of all, this is completely normal. Be sure to talk to your trainer regularly. He or she may be able to teach you some new incantations. If not, you probably just need more practice with the spells you already know. Be patient. You'll get more spells. <laughs> the locker room. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Question. My coworkers all seem to be doing more damage than me. How can I catch up with them without looking like a doofus? Answer. It's not all about damage. You can aid your group in other ways. Arcane <laughs> refreshment spells are a good example. If that doesn't pan out, perhaps a career in the arcane arts isn't the right career path for you. <laughs> we hear that hunting is easy. <laughs> oh, that is an awesome book. That's an awesome book. <laughs> uh, 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 those people at Blizzard are so funny. Uh, all right, we, we got six emails, and since you're in game, why don't you do the honors? All right, because you're so good at it. Oh, I just saw you. I just saw you log in, so I'm going to invite you to group, okay. just so that just so that someone can witness you being in the party. <laughs> roll one to six. What, what did I roll? You rolled a one. I rolled a one. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> So that means Jeff. Congrats, Jeff. Yes, and you have a chance. You have an option of a uh, one month free of WoW or an authenticator. But just be aware if you do pick the authenticator, they are on back order or a mini. Uh, and um, which brings us to our next email, which is a thank you. Um, oh. Scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, no, 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 that's great because I was just thinking. I love, and, and also for your lady, Jeff, that's what I wanted to add. You, we'll you, can, you can also pick on one, a month free of um, World of Warcraft or an authenticator, but she can also, you can also pick up a mini for her because that was such an awesome story. And I was going to offer you that anyway. So, and that brings us to uh, a thank you from Ginsu. Uh, he says, hi, guys. Nice roll, Lasheo. I looked on the controlaltwow.podbean.com site, and I didn't see the minis. Am I looking in the wrong place? Anyways, an authenticator would be great, and I don't mind waiting. When they become available, please send one. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. Slash bow. The minis, our official website is controlaltwow.com. When you... When we put the uh, p uh, podcast up for streaming, we use Podbean, and they create a site as well. And there's information there. I post show notes in both places. But I put a link in the, in the show notes to the actual mini post. And uh, we've given away the Torin. So any of the other minis that uh, uh, Jeff would like to share with his ladies, his lady just picked one. Excellent. All right. Uh, and from Steve, 
Thank you very much. Uh, he won the Tabard in the Collector's Edition contest. Boy, we got two thank yous from that contest in the same podcast. Right. And uh, it was a Tabard that was uh, from the UDE points from all the cards I've been getting to try to get. Okay. And I want to give, uh, if anybody wants some of these cards, because they're great cards, but I don't actually play the TCG. And if you want some extra cards, just send us an email and say that you want the cards, and I can send you a hundred or so. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I've got a and bunch as well, so if anybody's listening that's uh, in Australia, uh, yeah, write in. I'll happy to mail them out. And we got an iTunes review. Do you want to read that one? I'll do the review. This review is from Xander. Xander of Trollbane. I recently found the world of Warcasts. Oh, I'll try again. I just recently found the world of podcasts, and I do have to say that this one about WoW is one of my faves. You guys definitely bring a new aspect to life when it comes to the game. I'm happy to see as many people out there devoted to this game as I am. Keep up the great work, guys. Xander. And thank you very Perfect. much. Yes, and you can write us at controlaltwow at gmail.com. Our website is controlaltwow.com. And you can send us, uh, please do an iTunes review. We love that. And uh, we'll read it on the show. You will. So, yeah. <laughs> so this is a Prillian for the Horde. This is a show for the Horde. Give or take. You like me like sail here. It's been real. May you always be victorious. May the gates of Quel'Thalas be open to you. Always. May our paths cross again. Catch you later. Aldir Shalah. Go in peace. <laughs>